This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, February 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Ag Leadership Breakfast. A check on carbon capture. Taxpayers saving from market boom. Ag Leadership Breakfast spotlights a tale of two farms. Ag businesses have faced various challenges from the pandemic, from commodity surpluses to shipping woes. The California Ag Leadership Foundation World Ag Expo Breakfast highlighted a few examples. Ross Bernstein, an author and motivational speaker, returned to give the keynote address virtually. Before his speech last year, he visited with a handful of ag leaders, and he checked in with them again to share how they fared in 2020. Doug Buff of Diversified Dairy Solutions in Tulare reported about the same level of business as in past years. Cows still need to eat every single day, said Bernstein, adding that changes in consumption had to grow fretting about the amount of milk dumped because it had no place to go. For J.G. Boswell's Jim Razor, the COVID impacts varied by commodity and time of year. Early in the pandemic, he told Bernstein, cotton prices tanked. Fortunately, the pivot from food service to home cooking meant demand for canned tomatoes remained. The operations razor overseas didn't have any employee coronavirus outbreaks and cotton prices did rebound. Bernstein said razor cited as a lingering impact hiccups in the supply chain. That's their biggest issue, getting cargo ships back and forth into and out of China, Bernstein said. And wildfires and drought that tug down yields. And Bernstein said Razor is plugging along. And that's what it's all about. The leadership breakfast also included a presentation of a $2,000 donation to Ag Ventures in Tulare. And the hope that next year the event can be held in person. If we force carbon capture, we may have other issues, cautioned soil scientist. UC Davis professor William Horwolf told the Assembly Ag Committee this week that while carbon sequestration offers many benefits, keeping the ag land in production is one of the best ways to tackle climate change. Horwolf listed several hurdles California farmers would face with those practices, including that it cost $183 to sequester a ton of carbon due to the labor, which is way above market value. Cover crop seed is in short supply and is not suitable for every application. It's extremely expensive to verify the sequestration. Technical assistance is lacking. Global warming slows down sequestration and too much carbon of the soil could impact crop growth. The soil scientists noted that when California began irrigating the southern San Joaquin Valley, Farmers were already capturing more carbon in the soil than nature was able to. The state has been increasing soil carbon through agriculture ever since. ITC votes to end investigation into blueberry imports. The International Trade Commission decided yesterday to end its investigation into claims that a flood of imported blueberries is hurting U.S. farmers by undercutting prices and stealing business away from domestic producers. Foreign-sourced blueberries, quote, are not being imported into the United States in such increased quantities as to be a substantial cause of serious injury or threat of serious injury to the domestic industry producing an article 
like or directly competitive with the imported article in the United States, the ITC said in a statement. As a result of the vote, the investigation will end and the commission will not recommend a remedy to the present. The vote to end the investigation was 5-0. to zero. That comes as a sharp blow to members of the American Blueberry Growers Alliance and some lawmakers who supported efforts to try to curtail imports. You can read our full report at Acropulse.com. Bozeman, climate policy threatens farm bill. There are new signs of a division on the Senate Ag Committee when it comes to climate change. The committee's top Republican, John Bozeman, told members of the National Cotton Council yesterday that funding to address climate change could come out of existing Farm Bill programs. You'll hear that it's paid for, that it doesn't cost anything, he said, of the Democratic climate plan. The reason it doesn't cost anything is that the monies that they need to make it work will come out of the Farm Bill, and so something else will be displaced. But Ag Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow told reporters recently she wants to put more money into conservation programs to promote climate-friendly practices, but that she wants the funding to come out of separate climate legislation that Democrats plan to move later. Responding to Bozeman, a spokesperson for Stabenow, says she remains laser-focused on flexible, producer-led policies to help farmers and foresters create new revenue streams as they cut down on emissions and sequester more carbon in their soil and trees. Agri Report Eyes Subsidies Carbon Bank A new paper released by Agri's Climate, Food, and Agriculture Dialogue does suggest making some key changes in Farm Bill programs. The report says, for example, that Congress could incentivize farmers to adopt conservation practices by offering them better coverage under commodity programs. With a higher reference price, producers that have implemented conservation practices in their fields would have additional market price protection over producers that do not, the report says. The report also says USDA research agencies need to coordinate better with the Farm Service Agency and the NRCS. The report was written by Chris Adamo, Vice President for Federal and Industry Affairs at Dano, North America, and Bruce Knight, a consultant who was Chief of the Natural Resources Conservation Service during the George W. Bush administration. Taxpayers to save on farm subsidies. One of the benefits of rising commodity prices is that they reduce the cost of federal commodity programs. The Congressional Budget Office new estimate of farm program spendings project that USDA will pay out $3.95 billion through the price loss coverage program of the fiscal year that starts October 1. That's down from the previous estimate of $6.8 billion. Now take note, CBO projects the federal budget deficit will hit $2.3 trillion this year. That's not counting the impact of the $1.9 trillion stimulus package now making its way through the House. Annual deficits are projected to average $1.2 trillion a year over the next 10 years. It remains to be seen whether and how that affects President Biden's plans for new spending on infrastructure and climate. Here's today's He Said It. We're going after the big moonshot, definitely. That's 50% to 75% savings. That Umeda Ag CEO Joseph Galagos at a presentation at the World Ag Expo. 
The company hopes its aquifer pipeline technology will help achieve groundwater balance. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, February 12th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.